Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, and welcome to the Vanguard. I am Matt Wright, and together you and I are going to be traversing the muddied waters of freedom. I hope everybody out there had a fantastic, fantastic Thanksgiving. Um, it has, uh, it was, I got, I got to spend some time with, uh, my mom and my dad. We ate turkey, we had pie, ate a lot of mashed potatoes, uh, watched a lot of football. It was, you know, your quintessential turkey day. Uh, I couldn't have asked for anything better. Uh, I hope everybody out there had just as fantastic of a day as I did. Um, before we get into the show, let's pay some bills. So. As always, this episode is brought to you by Mudwater. Mudwater is a coffee alternative as well as the most aptly named sponsor for this show ever, with one-seventh of the caffeine as a regular cup of coffee. It's made with masala chai, cacao, mushrooms, turmeric, sea salt, cinnamon, and that is it. And I know what you're thinking, Matt. You are somebody who loves caffeine. Why would you be hawking for a company that is advertising less caffeine. And that's because it worked. It's true. I love caffeine. I used to drink two energy drinks a day. And now I might have one a week. All thanks to Mudwater. If you or someone you love might want to make the switch to Mudwater, all you have to do is head on over to muddiedwatersoffreedom.com mud to make the switch today. Yes, everybody, Mudwater, it is a wonderful, disgusting, terrible drink that tastes very much like the bottom of a hobo's foot. Uh, but if you put some honey in it, give it a nice froth, it's actually not that bad. Um, so trust me, try it with the honey. Um, so we're going to do it a little bit different today. Instead of me going into a couple of different topics, I, I learned about this. Uh, I learned about this news story earlier this week. Um, well, I guess last week. And I started looking into it because I couldn't really believe that this was what they were doing. Um, I shouldn't, nothing should surprise me anymore. Uh, nothing should surprise me anymore because it is, it is uh, the world that we live in. Um, but what they are doing is so blatantly obvious is so blatantly obvious that they aren't even trying to hide it now they're going to say that this was done because a jury said it you know so this was a class action lawsuit and the jury made this decision this wasn't this had absolutely nothing to do uh with any powers that be and they will always be able to hide behind any kind of and they'll always be able to hide behind any kind of uh, nefarious, nefarious reasoning because, yeah, a jury made this decision. They argued the points and a jury said that this is what needed to be. But we're going to go into it a little bit differently. So starting out, according to lead plaintiff attorney Michael Ketchmark in the Burnett versus National, Associ versus National Associations of Realtors trial, uh, he said, we spent four and a half years uncovering the evidence of a conspiracy. Now, the conspiracy that Michael Ketchmark is referring to is he's talking about 
a conspiracy where people who wish to sell their homes to people who wish to purchase their homes would hire a brokerage to help them sell their homes, whether that be Keller Williams, Remax, Century 21, whoever. They would hire this brokerage. And then the agent for the brokerage would come into their homes and sit down and say, okay, we are real estate agents. We pay fees to our brokerage to, you know, we have to make sure that we're funding, we're, we're paying for advertising, we're paying for, you know, this, we're paying for that. Um, and plus, we have to pay for the office space, blah, blah, blah. So we charge this amount of money. Uh, also, because there are buyer's agents out there in the world who we would like to have come to your home to show them how this house so that their people would buy this house. And they are showing them, they're, they're out there advertising themselves. They're advertising themselves. They're um, driving people around. They're spending money on marketing. There's gas, everything that you're, you know, their fees, their, their, uh, their real estate, uh, their, their rents, their office space, everything that they have to pay for in order to make sure that their business is moving and thriving. They have to pay for all of that. So we have to give them money to have them want to show this house. And the people sat down and they said, that sounds like a good deal. I am going to sign that. I am going to sign that. And we are going to sit here and agree right now at this moment, the amount of money that we would like to settle, uh, we would like to settle on. And most of the time, the amount of money that that comes down to, that this the amount of money um, that that comes down to is six five or six percent. That is pretty much an industry standard, and it is usually split between the buyer's brokerage and the seller's brokerage. Um, I just want to do a real quick shout out, Joe Hanoush. Thank you for tuning in live over on Rumble. I know that this must be killing you, but I appreciate the fact that you are here watching me do this show live. Um, it is good to see you back in the comment section. Um, um, so uh it is it is good to see joe so this is the conspiracy people agree to a contract with the with the with the uh with the listing with the listing agent or the listing brokerage and then they got mad then they got mad about it now this is how real estate has been done for decades and there's a reason that it has been done this way for decades now According to Michael Ketchmark, Ketchmark states, he argues that the rule has stifled competition and has resulted in higher real estate prices across the board. So I don't know how often Ketchmark has been able to um, take a look at, I don't know how often Ketchmark has taken a look at the amount of real estate agents in America but it has not stifled competition. Real estate agents are everywhere. And a good reason that real estate agents are everywhere, the main reason real estate agents are everywhere is because it is a job that is relatively 
it is relatively easy to get started as owning your own business by becoming a realtor because that's what you're doing. You are creating your own business and you just have to take the classes and pay, uh, take the classes, take the test and then pay for the licensing fees. Um, and I don't agree with the licensing fees. This isn't what this is about, but you could get rid of that and you would basically have the same kind of, you, you would have the same uh, industry without the licensing fees, but that's not what this is about. Um, so you have an issue where He's saying that there isn't enough, uh, there isn't enough competition, and that it is stifled competition. When in fact, it is there is so much competition out there that the people who do really well at it are going to be the people who work the hardest at it, just like with any other industry. Um, I did real estate, this and this is this is for you know open transparency, open transparency. I did real estate for many years. For many years, I started selling real estate in 2004 or five, and I still, I think I still have an active license somewhere. Um, I think I still have an active license somewhere. I'm not 100% sure actually if my license is still active, but I, I did have an active license up until not too long ago. Um, so I have been a real estate agent. I was with Keller Williams for my entire real estate career. And Keller Williams is one of the companies that was sued. Now, I don't agree with everything Keller Williams says and everything that Keller Williams does. But what I do know is that Keller Williams cares about the people that they are selling homes to, the people of whose homes they are selling, and their agents. And what they one of their they live by a philosophy of the Y4C2Ts. Uh, apparently they've changed that to something else recently and they've added an E for equity and I will never say that. Um, but the, the Y4C2Ts, the W and Y4C2Ts stands for win, win, or there is no deal because you are trying to find deals that are best for everybody in the, uh, everybody in the contract. And that's not for the brokerages. That's for the seller and the buyer. You are only, you want to make sure that the buyer is happy if you're the buyer's agent and you're not trying to screw the seller. And if you're the and if you're the listing agent, you're not trying to screw over the buyer. You are trying to find something that everybody can be happy with. And for decades, this has been okay. Now, but this is so it's not actually stifling competition. It is there is in no way has these rules stifled competition. And they're saying that. They're saying that it is increasing prices, but it makes higher prices. But I don't think that it creates the higher prices. The market creates the higher prices. The percentage that you put into the percentage that you pay to have your house sold isn't adding to the cost of the real of the real estate of the neighborhood. This is sellers saying, no, we want more of that and we want them to do the work for free. But um to go back so to go back really quick on the to go back really quick on the it uh, on the um it keeps people out uh, on on the it uh stifles competition. I I have met to I have met in real estate so many uh, I, I met so many wonderful and great people, so many wonderful and great people. 
that I have been friends with since I met them. Some of them I've known since uh, even before I was a real estate agent. Uh, when my parents were real estate agents, I've known these people for you know 20, 30 years. Um, so this is not, this actually, a lot of this story means a lot to me. But on the opposite side of that, some of the worst people I have met in the entire planet who have absolutely nothing to do with politics, I met in real estate. And I don't say that with any sense of, with any sense of irony or any sense of, um, or, or, or any sense of uh, sar sarcas sarcasticness, um, because it's true, I have met some of the worst people. Real estate, doesn't keep people out. It is really bad at keeping people out. It is so bad at keeping people out that you have trouble getting them out once they become real estate agents. And if you don't believe me, I know this guy from this article. Uh, if you're listening on audio, thank you. This is the, that's the way I get paid. But many local real estate agents are upset that a Manassas broker convicted of molesting an 11-year-old boy retains access to private homes on the market while he appeals his criminal case. George David Green, 57, this was in 1999, this article was written. Uh, a broker with Star Homes Realty of Manassas was convicted of aggravated sexual battery a, a year ago in connection with a 1996 incident in which a boy said Green grabbed his buttocks at the Chen Recreation Center. Green maintains an innocence and his conviction is being appealed. I knew George Green. I also used to, in 1996, I was a young boy at the Chen Recreational Center. He is not somebody that I would have wanted to be a real estate agent, but he, but because real estate did not keep people out, because it did not hinder the market, he was able to continue. He was able to continue and he would sit there and, and have homes listed on the market for people to purchase. It was, I would refuse as, cause I was primarily a buyer's agent. So the people who were buyer's agents are going to be the people who are are going to be the people who work in real estate that are going to be affected by this rule the most. But when I was a buyer's agent, I would I had rules and I would say, hey, look, you guys don't pay me. That's done by the I, that's done by the seller. Uh, I am here to make sure that you get the house that you want, and I'm going to try to make it where we find you a deal where the where the seller and you get the absolute best deal possible. Um, and they were like, great. And I said, there's only one catch. And they said, what's that? And I said, if you want to purchase a house that is listed by George Green of Star Homes Realty, you will have to find a different agent to do it because I will not do it. And when they asked why, I would show them that article and they said, no, that's fine. I don't want to buy a house from him. So in my own way, I was trying to keep people out of the market. I was trying to correct the market in my own way. So there, <clears throat> so me trying not to help uh, fund a pedophile uh, is not the exact same thing, is not the exact same thing as what they've done here, but what they've done here is absolutely much, much worse. Um, Uh, so Joe Hanush says, 
KW was mine. I'm assuming he means my brokerage. When I bought my house, my agent was awesome. The house I ended up buying, I found though, LOL. And this actually is not that uncommon. And I'm going to explain why even back, even back when I was primarily doing real estate, before, I mean, Zillow, I think, was just launching back then. But when that was just launching, people weren't, people were still finding ways to find the houses that they wanted to look at. And there were times that people would come to me with a house and that would be the house that they would buy. But other, but what usually would end up happening is that instead of them finding a house, uh, finding the house that they wanted to buy, they would find a house that they liked and I would find one similar to it that they wanted to buy that was a better price or in a better neighborhood or met their needs a little bit better. Very rarely did it end up that they ended up buying the, finding the house that they bought. But what they've done is they said, okay, in this class action lawsuit, in this class action lawsuit, there were, they took one point, they awarded $1.8 billion to 500,000 sellers and said that the National Association's Realtors, uh, Keller Williams Realty, and a couple of other brokerages like Remax um, had to pay that money back to the sellers and said that they were involved in an antitrust, uh, this was an antitrust suit and that the National Association's Realtors had violated the trust and they were going to end up going to have to rework everything on how commissions were paid. Um, so yeah, so uh, anywhere, anywhere real, anywhere real estate, anywhere real estate, which used to be known as Realogy, which is the parent company of Coldwell Banker, Century 21 and Sotheby's International Realty and Corcoran. I don't know who Corcoran is, but if they're anything like Sotheby's, that makes sense. Um, so they end up, they end up having to pay out a ton of money to do to uh, to the people who are selling their homes. Now, what this means in the future, what this means in the future is that when people list their house, they're going to say, "Okay, I'm going to give you the buyer or the the listing agent. I will give your brokerage because you're not giving the agent the money. You're giving the brokerage the money. I am going to give your broker." 3% of the cost of the home. So we'll do everything based on the average home price in the United States. So $431,000 is the average home price of a home across the entire United States. Where you live is probably a little bit different, but across the entire United States, $431,000. Um, so they're gonna offer 3% to the listing broker. So that is $12,930 uh, would be 3% of uh, 431,000. Um, if you, and the, the listing agent's like, great, there you go. And he's like, okay, now we need buyer's agents, selling agents. We need selling agents to bring their bu buyers, to bring their home purchasers and bring them to this house. And they go, okay, let's offer them a hundred bucks. You as a buyer's agent, and a lot of people may not know this. And again, things change, time shift, a lot of things happen. But if you want to be a full service real estate agent, 
what you have to do is you have to sit down with your clients. You have to figure out what it is that they're looking for. You need to know what it is and the reasons why they want what they are looking for in their house. It isn't that, you know, you don't just say, okay, so you want a three bedroom, two bath house in this neighborhood uh, for this amount of money, um, for this amount of money and with this much acreage. It's not that. There's a saying in real estate that is buyers are liars. And the reason that buyers are buyer they say that buyers are liars is because buyers tell you what they think they want. But if you get down to the question of why do they want this? You find out that they're just telling you what you think you want. Maybe they don't need three bedrooms. Maybe they need two bedrooms and an office. And that's going to be listed differently. Um, or maybe they want, you know, maybe they don't need the same amount of acreage that they're saying that they wanted, but they want to make sure that they have enough room to put a pool in or, you know, whatever. Um, so you're finding out what it is that they want, what they desire in their, in their home. And then you are doing the work. And then you might show them, there were times I showed people five houses. There were times I showed people two houses. But there were times that I showed people 40 houses, 50 houses, where I would work with them for months, just week, every weekend. It was us getting together, looking at every listing possible that fit the amount that they were willing to spend on a house. And I, it's, it becomes disheartening and you're fighting and you're just hoping that you find something and you get to know these people. They become almost like a small family up until you hand them the keys and then they forget all about you. But you become a family with these people. Now, the one thing is, even though you are treating these people like family, you are spending your money driving them around all over the place. You're buying them lunches when you're out. You're taking them out. You're, you're taking them out. You're driving. You're paying for gas. Um, you're putting wear and tear on your car. Uh, you're paying for lunches. You're taking them back to the office. You're spending time there. You're getting coffees. You're doing everything that you can to ensure to them that they are getting the treatment that is best. And then you're going to get to a house and say, Okay, well, this person's only offering me a hundred bucks. That's not going to cover one weekend worth of driving them around. And I've been doing this for six months. Where is the incentive for the real estate agent to do to show them the house? You've taken the incentive away. The incentive is now gone. Now, what the what the jury has ruled. What the jury has ruled is that it is not the seller's responsibility to purchase. It is not the seller's responsibility to purchase uh, or to pay the uh, the buying agent's commission. And sure, that I mean that's an argument that I can get behind. It is an argument I can get behind, but at the same time, you need to make sure that you have people showing the house to people to to their clients. They could simply say, "No, you don't want that house." They could, they could treat every seller, every lister as a George Green and say, no, you don't want to buy that house. And what they are saying, what they are recommending, and this is being recommended in New York and other places, is that you, as a purchaser, will have to pay whatever the buying agent, the, the selling agent, the buyer's agents, the buyer's brokerage, whatever the buyer's brokerage states is the commission 
of the house that you buy as the as the as the purchaser of the home. So that means for a $431,000 house, if you're going FHA, because let's, you know, we, we'd all like to think that we'd be able to get conventional loan, but if you're going conventional loan, you need 20% down, which is $80,000. And who has $80,000 lying around right now? But so you got FHA, so you need three and a half down. So that's 15,035 down. You're going to need 3% at closing, which is $12,930, um, and that's to cover your closing costs. Now, you could negotiate closing costs and with the loan, which is actually going to make the loan a little bit higher, um, to $443,000, we'll say $444,000. So now you have, a higher, you have a higher loan at a higher interest rate at a higher interest rate uh, because interest rates right now are eight and a half percent versus what, 2% three years ago. Uh, and you are now going to have to come with the cash for the commission. So the $12,930 is coming out of your pocket. So if you were to come with the three and a half percent down payment for FHA, the 13,000 closing costs and the 13,000 buyer agent commission, that means that you are coming with roughly $41,000 in cash to purchase a home in the United States. Most first-time homebuyers don't have a spare 40 grand lying around the house. Um, um, most most, most uh, Joe, Joe Hanush says, jokes on them. I identify as a seller agent and get that 5%. So there are many states where up until where it was illegal for you to be the selling agent and the listing agent. You couldn't be both. You could not do both. You, you weren't allowed to do a dual transaction. You can't do both sides of the deal uh, because they didn't feel that you would be able to properly represent one side of the deal and the other side of the deal. So they wouldn't let you do it. So you always had to have a separation in there. So you usually found somebody else to cover one side of the deal and you covered whichever side you were initially started working with. So if you listed the house and you found the buyer, you found somebody else to represent the buyer and negotiate on behalf of the buyer. What they are doing by doing this is they are getting rid of the buyer having any representation because they don't want the buyer to have representation. So the buyer is going to try to cut costs. The buyer is going to try to cut costs because who has a spare $40,000 lying around? So they're going to say, okay, I'm just not going to use an agent. I'm going to call the listing agent. They don't know that the listing agent legally can't represent them in many of the circumstances that are going to be coming up. Now, if they don't have any representation, if the buyer fails to get an inspection in time based on when the contract is, or they fail to qualify uh, the, to get final qualification for lending uh, because you know they're they're working, they've got stuff to do, and they missed a call from their loan officer, and they didn't get uh, certain paperwork over, and they ended up missing some deadline, they could lose out on any escrow money that they put in there. 
it would just be gone and they would have nobody to blame but themselves and they could try to go after the listing agent but the listing agent has no legal responsibility to represent them this will dishearten so many people so many potential buyers and scare them out of going through the process of purchasing a home and they'll say okay well i'll just rent i will just rent and then you get with less people out there see, actively seeking to purchase the lower level homes, the, the lower level first, uh, the starter homes, the, 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 the opening homes that a lot of people start with. You get companies like Blackguard and Van, uh, Blackguard, Vanguard and BlackRock, um, who, you know, they are the property arm of the Fed. They are the property arm of the Fed. They are going around offering cash at a higher than market value to the people who are selling these homes just offering the money with no inspections no anything because they can just go in they can fix it up which is inflating the market prices across the board it's not real estate fees that are inflating market prices it's organizations like blackrock and vanguard going around and purchasing everything that they can for cash above market value because if you're not doing inspections and you're not getting loans, you don't need an appraisal. But then when they do the appraisals for everybody else to say, well, this whole house sold at 20% above market value, which raised the price for everybody else in the neighborhood, they are pricing people out of the homes. Blackguard and Vanrock, did it again, Vanguard and Blackrock um, are raising the prices around, collecting properties that people are renting raising rents across the nation making it harder and harder for people to save up money in order to try to eventually purchase a home and then on top of it they just took any kind of negotiating ability away from the buyer took any representation away from the buyer and made it more expensive because now the buyer has to come in and pay the fee in order to make sure that they have somebody there to represent them. They are creating a rental class in this country. They do not want us to be able to purchase homes easily and simply. That is something that they are trying to create that is something that they are trying to create and they are trying to create a world in which they are trying to create a world in which the people who are purchasing homes are going to be your BlackRock and your Vanguard. I got it that time. BlackRock's and your Vanguard's because they want all of that being held in that area. They want all of the property being held in one area and you can rent and you will be happy and you will not own anything and you will be happy. That is the end goal. That is what they are attempting to do. And right now, they're uh, Gary Keller of Keller Williams, and uh, I mean, I'm certain others are going to be appealing this. They're going to be appealing this. And I know that a lot of people are going to say, well, no, real estate, real estate companies are, you know, are greedy and whatever. But yeah, no, they, yes, of course they are. They are trying to make money. They are trying to make money for their agents. They're trying to make money for the shareholders. 
Of course they are. That makes sense. But who is going to be more greedy? The real estate agent that is trying to put money on the table, who's trying to put money, uh, who's trying to get money for, find money for you so you can purchase your house. So that way he can go out and he can buy food for his family and he can pay his mortgage or her mortgage or their mortgage. And he can, he can feed his family. Or BlackRock, who's just collecting everything and making it harder for everybody to purchase. And then whenever BlackRock or Vanguard ends up having financial problems, having people like Elizabeth Warren say, this comp these companies are too big to fail. We need to bail them out. We need to take the taxpayers' dollars. We need to take the taxpayers' dollars and and bail these companies out because these companies are too big to fail. Well, people can't afford to buy the houses that BlackRock and Vanguard are scooping up and pricing people out of the market with. They're going to say that this was a class action lawsuit. This was a class action lawsuit and that a jury made this decision. And I'm certain that that is true. And if I was a better investigative journalist, I am willing to bet that somewhere, somewhere in this class action lawsuit, somewhere in this process, somebody is connected to BlackRock or Vanguard. I can't prove that, but if somebody out there can prove that, please show me the evidence because I believe that they are 100% attempting to make it harder and harder for regular, ordinary people to be able to purchase homes, to gain property. They don't want you to own because you will own nothing and you will be happy. That is what they believe. And if you do not own, if you do not own your property, they can control you better. That's all I got uh, on that for today. Um, apparently some stuff happened in Ireland. Connor, okay, so real quick. Connor McGregor over in Ireland. Ireland's got some stuff going on. Connor McGregor is confusing the crap out of libertarians, and it's hilarious because he is going full-on anti-government, making libertarians happy. But he's angry at the government for allowing immigration, which is making uh, making libertarians unhappy. Uh, so, it, I think it, I think it's absolutely hilarious. Um, I think that I'm actually on Connor's side on this one, um, but I'm actually on Connor's side on this one. I get it. So. Yeah, that's all I got. Next week is going to be a very special episode. Uh, I'm going to be recording it this week. Uh, I'm going to be recording it this week. I can't wait for you guys to find out who the guest is. Um, have yourselves a fantastic weekend. Uh, if you like this episode, please hit the follow button, subscribe button, hit whatever it is. Um, oh, yeah, Joe Hanush just said uh, that the Koch brothers uh, AFP action endorsed Nikki Haley for president, which probably shocked the ever-living hell out of Ron DeSantis, um, but did not shock 
Donald Trump even a little bit. Um, but yeah, so that also happened. Uh, but next week we've got a guest coming on. I'm very excited to have him on. It's going, it's going to be a raucous good time. Uh, everybody have yourselves a fantastic rest of your week. Have a great weekend. Um, I hope everybody had a good time. I hope people learned some crap today. Uh, and you know, go out and fight. You, we need to fight because they are trying to take away our ability to own property. So get out there and join that fight. Uh, so until next time, I love you all. Um, have a great weekend and remember where we're going, we don't need roads. <laughs>